Welcome to Day 303 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Cindy Kemp and David Keefe. As uh, we continue in our journey through the prophets, we're in the book of Ezekiel. Uh, we find ourselves uh, in a place that's very common with the prophets. Uh, you know, Ezekiel has pronounced uh, impending judgment for Israel, the continuation of that judgment. Uh, but not only will God, you know, judge Israel, he will judge the nations because he is sovereign over all the earth. And ironically, you know, God uses the nations themselves you know, to as instruments of his judgment on the nations. So there's almost a sense of what, you know, goes around, comes around. As a nation is proud and conquers people and abuses people, then that nation, you know, falls into the same place. And we have in, you know, the judgment of the nations, an extended section on the judgment of Egypt and the very, uh, you know, amount of material here is part of the message of the seriousness of God's judgment on this nation, uh, from whom Israel was liberated, uh, but to whom Israel has turned time and time again as her Savior rather than uh, turning to the Lord. And uh, we come to chapter 32, where we have a lament over Pharaoh. Uh, so before we read, as always, uh, we we realize that uh, God has gifted us His Word, that is uh, living and active, and it has this very breath in it. He has given us the Spirit in order to take the things from His Word and to shape them and mold them in our lives so that we are conformed into the image of Christ. So we come with great expectation, not only to meet our God and to know our God, but to be transformed in His presence. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the beauty of Your Word. We thank You that You have gifted us uh, with such a precious treasure where we see the wonders of Your ways in the world. Uh, we see the wonders of Your uh, your grace and salvation and the wonders of your holiness and, and judgment. We're in awe of all of your ways. And fathers, we read, uh, may you cause uh, your word uh, to do its work in our life for your glory, uh, for our joy and for the benefit of those around us. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel 32. In the twelfth year, in the twelfth month, on the first day, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, take up a lament concerning Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and say to him, You are like a lion among the nations, you are like a monster in the seas, thrashing about in your streams, turning the water with your feet, and muddying the streams. This is what the sovereign Lord says. The great throng of people, I will cast my net over you, and they will haul you up in my net. I will throw you on the land and hurl you on the open field. I'll let all the birds of the sky settle on you, and the animals of the wild gorge themselves on you. I'll spread your flesh on the mountains and fill the valleys with your remains. I will drench the land with your flowing blood all the way to the mountains, and the ravines will be filled with your flesh. When I snuff you out, I'll cover the heavens and darken their stars. I'll cover the sun with a cloud, and the moon will not give its light. All the shining lights in heaven I will darken over you. I'll bring darkness over your land, declares the Sovereign Lord. I'll trouble the hearts of many peoples when I bring about your destruction among the nations, among the lands you've not known. I'll cause many peoples to be appalled at you, and their kings will shudder with horror because of you when I brandish my sword before them. On the day of your downfall, each of them will tremble every moment for his life. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, the sword the king of Babylon will come against you. It will cause your hordes to fall by swords of mighty men, the most ruthless of all nations. They will shatter the pride of Egypt, and all her hordes will be overthrown. I'll destroy all her cattle from beside abundant waters, no longer to be stirred by the foot of men or muddied by the hooves of cattle. 
Then I will let her water settle and make her streams flow like oil, declares the sovereign Lord. When I make Egypt desolate and strip the land of everything in it, when I strike down all who live there, then they will know that I am the Lord. This is the lament that they will chant for her. The daughters of the nations will chant it for Egypt, and all her hordes will chant it, declares the sovereign Lord. So this is a, a funeral dirge or a lament, you know, that's written. And of course, God says the nations will be singing it. Uh, this is not the way that Egypt itself will, you know, mourn its death. Uh, but it's seen here as, uh, you know, we've, we've seen the image of a tree that's, you know, taller than every other tree that's cut down. And we start with the image of a lion. And then we have, you know, kind of a, a monster in the sea, which, you know, seems to transform you into kind of a crocodile who thrashes the water and muddies the water. And uh, it says, in its fury, I'll pull it up in a net and cast it on the sea. And, of course, you see the remains of it being spread as far as the mountains and as far as the nations, you know, go. So the images here are very poetic on one hand, but it's kind of a very dark poetry. And uh, even though it's a lament or a funeral dirge, it's not the kind of lament or dirge you want sung over you, uh, you know, in the end, because it's one of waste and one of destruction and one of pride. You know, as we said, and, and of a great fall. No, and there's that you know, just repeated phrase over and over again, and that's what I love about scripture so often is it it reminds certain passages remind us of who we truly are, and, but also reminds us of, of who the Lord truly is, and you know, keep saying time and time again, you know, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Declares the Sovereign Lord over and over again, and and it often is a. And here it's in a moment of, of judgment, but even in all aspects of life, he's still you know, the sovereign Lord. And uh, I think it's often good for our hearts to be reminded of that. I, I, I tend to think that, you know, I'm in pretty good control of everything. And, you know, if I can just do these certain things and, and you know, and, and try to make my life the way I want to make it. And yet remembering that there is, there is a sovereign Lord who, who is in charge and, and who does truly judge and, and I, I feel like I often think God's just a little bit above me and I'm just a little bit below him, but yet he is so much higher and so much more powerful and so much bigger than me. And scripture, I need scripture to be reminded of, of how big he really is and, and how he can take a nation like Egypt who thinks they're everything and the other nations think they're, they're the best and he's just, there, there's nothing to him. To, no, and, to and we see, you know, and of course when you hear the word sovereign Lord, you also hear it, and he is the one who is directing all things toward a purposeful end. Mm-hmm. And of course, you find yourself in the middle of a scene like this, and it you know it, it looks chaotic. It uh, you know it, it, it's ugly on every side. There's not a whole lot of, a whole lot of hope, you know, in this passage, you know, for Israel or for the nations or for anything else. And obviously, we can go into dark moments like this where the only response of our heart, you know, would be lament. But a sovereignty also means that he is, you know, as Paul said, causing all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And uh, here we see, you know, God moving through the natural uh, or the nature of things in, in order to enact his judgment. And of course, you know, like an expert, you know, pool player, he calls mm-hmm. his shot before he makes it. And he says, and you'll know. And I've told you that these things will happen. And when they do happen, you will know that I am the Lord. And not only that, you can know uh, behind all of that, that I am uh, working, you know, for the good of, of my mm-hmm. people. As we learned in Jeremiah, my 
my plans are, are to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope in the future. And this doesn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. But when we hear the word sovereign Lord, we know that's the end to which it's headed. Mm-hmm. You know, and as I look at this, I, um, well, it just, it, it is, a, it's a, to be lamented. It's a, it's a hard time. It's a harsh time. Um, but my takeaway for this too is in verse nine, when he says, I will trouble the hearts of many people. When I bring about your destruction, I will cause many people to be appalled at you. Their king, their kings will shudder because of your horror on the day of your downfall. Each of them will tremble every moment for his life. And I realize, I mean, if they could have looked at Egypt and be like, yeah, they deserve that. You know, they were full of pride and everything. But instead, you know, it's like a, whoa, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I feel like for the grace of God, go I just to observe this and take a posture of humility, knowing that this is God you know, judging and that, you know, I cannot have, um, you know, pride as I observe that. So, Well, you know, so many of the monuments we build feel so permanent to us, but they're so temporary. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Egypt had its moment and it is gone. And as Egypt rejoiced over the defeat of other nations now, nations are rejoicing over her defeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, or even, you know, even appalled to the sense of, you know, if this can happen to Egypt, it can happen to mm. anybody. Mm-hmm. And, 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 of course, such is the nature, is the nature of things. Mm-hmm. That there is, you know, a moment, of, you know, in our in our pride when we feel like, you know, we've conquered everything. Uh, but those kind con- of victory we have apart from God is fleeting and will one day, you know, collapse in and on itself. And, of course, we're seeing mm-hmm. that in the nations. But what is true of nations is also true of people, mm-hmm. you know, who are building monuments to themselves and are living in confidence in, in their abilities or their alliances or, mm-hmm. you know, the things that seem so certain around them, you know, whether it's their bank account or the things that they own or the things that they have in, in the garage. And all of these are fleeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, will abandon you in your your hour of deepest need, mm-hmm. and there is one you know that we we should trust in, and one we should turn to. And of course, that's uh, part of the reason God is judging the nations because they have looked to uh, everything except for the Creator of the heavens and earth for their security and for their identity. And so you're seeing that you know in, in lament. Mm. Hard stuff. Cindy, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Mm -hmm. Father, how sobering to read about the pride of Egypt, but that it was certainly, you know, their fall. And not to um, stop and even look at my own heart and the areas of pride. Uh, Father, the things that I place my hope and my trust in apart from you. And Father, these things will will all perish. And so, Father, I just ask that you continue to Deeping my love for you, my faith in you. Um, help me, Father, as I desire to walk with you and to know you intimately. So these are the things I would pray for my, my own heart today, Father. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen.